All right, welcome. Welcome back to the Harkoverse. You're listening to it. You're here. It's happening right now. Now, there are two artists that you should know about, right? And I talked to both of them in this interview, the following interview you're about to love, you're about to listen to. One is Oscar Keys, fellow Timaruvian, uh, wonderful director, kind of creative visual artist, is developing a show, has worked with some amazing, well, you know, has made some amazing uh, music videos for lots of very successful people in the past. And they've all looked beautiful. Does a lot of work with the brilliant Ezra as well. Um, and the second artist is, of course, Neil McLeod. Um, a lot of the bios and media refer to him as a cutting-edge uh, producer. I just think that means that he's got a really modern view I think on music and arts and creativity and that comes through his music, his production, some of which he makes for himself and puts out as himself, a lot of which he makes in conjunction with other people, helping them mix or produce. Two extremely successful in terms of artistic creativity, ambition, and that's what I term as success, people on the podcast today. The reason I'm talking to them not that I need a reason, and not that I don't just talk to them when I'm recording, but the reason for specifically for today's conversation is because they have launched a boosted campaign for a visual album project they've got that they're working on. They want to put it out next year. It's called I Need a Battle, and I wanted to highlight this uh, project. They're asking for $10,000, um, and that's going to go towards $20,000 I've already raised. Um for this visual album project. Now, you might be like, what's a visual album? You might be like, where does money go and things like this? Well, you're in luck because there's an interview straight after this where we go into all of those questions. But yes, if you feel like you have a little bit of money, even if you don't have a little bit of money, go to the I Need a, Bo- I Need a Battle Boosted campaign. You can just search I Need a Battle Boosted. It'll pop up, Neil McLeod, Oscar Keys. Either donate what amount you can that's sustainable for you to help them make it a reality, or if you don't have any money to donate, still go there, have a read, share it with a friend, send it to parents um, who's hopefully have some intergenerational wealth that they can send arts way anyway that's enough of me that's that's the pitch i'm excited about it you should be excited about it let's get into the conversation so you can hear why my excitement is real what warranted this excitement enjoy oh all right beautiful 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 i'm very excited about this um i do have questions but i guess first should we do the real basics for anyone who doesn't know? You, I'm going to say up front, you guys wrote a very um, professional and comprehensive yet very approachable um, description on the Booster campaign <laughs> of who you are and what the project is. So maybe if we want to get uh, from the horses' mouths themselves, basically the human version of that description, that would be amazing. Cool. Oscar, you kick us off, man. Cool. Um, my name's Oscar. Um, probably people know me because I make music videos. Um, make a bunch of music videos for very special, wonderful people around Aotearoa. Um, so, yeah, make a lot of videos. Been working on a TV show. Um, 
do some some other sort of stuff. Also take photos. Um, and recently, Neil and I have been making a short film together. Hey, Amen. Um, my name is Neil McLeod. People might know me from my artist project under the same name or potentially through my production and mixing work, again, for a whole host of beautiful people across this country. And that's how I spend all my time, just helping other people achieve their dreams and trying to achieve mine. Mm. And the project is called I Need a Battle? That's right. That's the name of the upcoming record and also this film that we're working on together, the visual album. Right. Well, that, mm. I'm glad you said that because that is my first question. Um, what is a visual album? Can I jump on that one? Yeah, for sure. Um the visual album, as opposed to what we did last time, for those who don't know, we, we made an enhanced live performance last time, which was this insane live version of the last record, and it was accompanied with amazing visuals. Oscar directed that. This is completely different. This is a narrative piece. It's exploring, expanding upon the themes of the record, if not like just world building to a greater extent around the record and what it's about um it's not necessarily just a short film because it's so heavily tied to the record and i think that's why we've really decided on calling it a visual album rather than a short film and rather than a music video visual album just felt more in line with what it is doing hmm. so the the essentially what you're talking about is kind of like presentation or formatting of it more so than um uh the it itself you know what i mean and and i guess guess my question is like why it why do you think a visual album is an exciting thing to put out into the world in 2023 oscar yeah well um i think and this is funny because i think we've had this discussion before yeah Isaac, maybe many years ago um and i feel like it's quite a contentious one but i i know my opinion on it so i can just speak for me but uh i think in 2023 the role of a, a visual accompaniment to a, a musical project um is less than ever sort of like strategic or um you know has has any real like platform like mtv you know the, the idea of the music video uh, i think is is kind of changed a lot uh, as has any visual accompaniment like a visual album or a short film and so i think what the conclusion of that is is not that we shouldn't be making music videos and short films and visual albums but that those things can become like complete works of art. And that's why we should do these things because you're putting art into the world that you want to make. Um, and I think that's, I mean, a, a visual album is kind of like the full embodiment of that, like to not be sort of um, confined into a standardized three minutes and 20 seconds of music video and to actually be able to tell a story within that. So yeah, we're really excited about it. We're excited about 
this project because it's huge. Like we really, Neil and I haven't done anything like this before. I've never done this before um, to a scale in which we're, we're building. So yeah, that's exciting. Because like, as you're alluding to, like we have lots of discussions about like the vision and the art being one thing, but then the like receptacle or the platforms being these like really tight, really controlled, really tiny things. And I guess like a quick question is like, that seems very obvious. And we, we often talk about that from like the music perspective with a, with the visuals attached to it. But is that also the case and the feeling for um, primarily visual artists as well? Like where visual work is being made, is there, is there the same kind of sense of, oh, fuck, where do we put these things, you know? Or is it, it's not something that's unique to the music world necessarily, is it? Yeah, no, I, I think that that's echoed across uh, every art form, really. Um, and the great thing about this is, like, we put it exactly where we want to. We put it in film festivals. We put it... Um, on the big screen mm. that's a cool thing yeah i also think that there's i i don't know we've we've come far enough through time i think that we don't need to just be operating in these kind of narrow bands anymore like musicians don't just have to be musicians film directors don't just have to make films or music videos i think that actually it's more exciting to be, to be honest, to, to find those places where you're trying to do something that you're not really sure how to do. I think that's like generally speaking where great art gets made. And, and so, you know, we've got all the technology, we've got the internet. We live in a country where it's, you know, you can seek public funding and it's supported. Um, so I just feel like why wouldn't we try and do something insanely ambitious and different, mm. you know? I think that's something that definitely draws me to yourself as an artist because you're someone I think on the same level um, in terms of on the same frequency, I guess, as as my thinking personally, which is Mm. this whole idea of like it's become commonly accepted that genres are kind of um, melting away and music itself is becoming mashed up or whatever. But I personally see that on a macro scale, I think it's not just genres, it's uh, visual arts with audio arts it's all of these things and that there isn't the, these dividing lines are actually just hangovers from a from a time that's actually gone now yeah. and a lot of artists and musicians are still just boxing themselves in with these old traditional ways of viewing it. i think that's why i'm i really enjoy your projects um and your mentality because i think you're someone who inherently for whatever reason also sees that and thinks that way as well mm. well i just think it's more interesting and just it's just a better way to spend my my time i can't i mean i'm almost a bit jealous of people that can just commit to one thing i'd like to know what that feels like to some extent you know like i work as producer with lots of artists and many of them they just want to make records put out the records and tour the records and do that you know and i'm 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 amazed by those people because i I can't relate to that you know i Mm. want to make the records from time to time and i want to tour them from time to time but I also want to make movies with this guy <laughs> and and not just like this I feel like this film is really the seed for a lot a lot more to come beyond that to be honest like it's one of the things that makes me most excited about this project is what it might afford us later on you know like I think we've got longer form stuff up our sleeves and yeah so I don't know what it feels like to be that 
focused on one thing and I, I don't think I want to feel that way. I enjoy no. the challenge of being yeah, ambitious or audacious. I don't know what it is, but I think both of those work mm. and I totally relate to what you're saying about just not being able to stick to one thing and how I think for, for that can be a strength as well. Well, and it's doing things that scare you because it's people think it's just inherently impressive to make any art, but I think it's impressive to do any job, honestly, like to make any, to make good of anything I think is impressive. I don't think it's particularly special for artists to make albums. It's kind of just like a prerequisite of being an artist, really. Like, I think it's, for me, I like to be uncomfortable and to be doing things which make me a little freaked out and unsure that I'm going to manage it. Mm. And usually that's like the the place of maximal development for me. So I'm trying to put mm. myself there and I'm also trying to put my friends there. And yeah, I think, I think it's the pathway to finding out what you're actually good at. Yeah, totally. Mm. Um, co-directing is yeah. a term that I... And, and and this is just coming from my mouth, and I guess this could be um, pointed at Oscar, um, is a term that I see and I am always suspicious of. And beca- that, is, that is because I see, say, co-directed by Oscar Keys and then a name of an artist whose song it actually is as well. Mm. And when I see that, this is just uh, this is just my brain. I I, I think okay, so ninety five percent of it was directed by Oscar <laughs> Keys, and five percent of it was some input was the artist. And Oscar's really nice, and he's put co directed on there. First question is like, am I wrong to assume that in general? We don't have to throw anyone o- o- under the bus, but like people's ideas. I guess what I'm getting at is people's ideas who don't direct is that directing is is one thing, and I've learned firsthand from other people that directing is a entirely big skill set that I think a lot of people don't understand all that goes into it. Um, how's your experience mm. been? First question, a co-director in general. And two, mm. how is that experience different in collaborating with Neil here? Mm. I mean, I think there's not radical difference. Um, I Maybe, maybe this, what you're saying is the case for some people, but I haven't really found that the case, honestly, which has been beautiful. I feel like every project that I've done as a co-direct has been because it's been such an intimate collaboration between me and the artist or me and the other person directing. And it is also pertinent because Ezra Simons and I have just launched Sunbed recently, and that vessel kind of focuses on this idea of co-direction. So I think that... that Co-direction is, um, for me, kind of a preferable way of working as well because you've, I mean, not only can you split it up in terms of like logistical and creative brains, but also just like having someone to to lean on and, and talk to and build with. And that's exactly what this collaboration has been with Neil. Like we have talked about this project for probably five years. Mm-hmm. And it's been the longest pre-production project of of any. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think, um, yeah, maybe like more than any other project I've done, this is the deepest co-direction ever. Um, I don't think there's been a single part that either of us have sort of shied away from. Neil, you've been a part of everything, down to like 
shit that you really don't need to be, you know? Yeah. Like <laughs> budget and everything. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so I think it's deeply collaborative and that's exactly how I like to work. Um, I've got a question for both of you, uh, but I guess we could start with Neil and then we'll go to Oscar. Is This is quite like a, as you said, it's quite an involved, ambitious, multidisciplinary kind of project. Um, I, what for you in culture or in art is a kind of similar inspiration or reference for this kind of project um, for you? Is it something that you're making because you want to see something like this in the world and you haven't seen much of that stuff? Um, is there artists, directors, things, projects going on out there that you've kind of seen that's inspired you? Like wh- what's, what's that area like for you in this project? I think it's impossible to make anything in a vacuum, but I also don't think I can think of one example that really would encapsulate what we're trying to do either, personally. Um, So there are definitely plenty of ambitious artists and ambitious visual projects that we could point to. Definitely we've had occasional touchstones of Tom York's anima, just in terms of the scale and the duration and the extent to which it's related to the music and also being its own piece of art. Sebdeliza has come up a couple of times in that she has these very sprawling world-building projects that deepen the experience of the music but also exist as, as their own worlds. But I think we're doing something different you know, I, I don't think I could point to any video and say, yeah, we're trying to essentially do our version of, of that. I think this thing truly will stand on its own without, without the, almost without the music. I think you could put this film in front of people and they'll just experience it as a film, largely, I think, Oscar. I don't know if you agree with that, but I reckon that it it, it doesn't necessarily need to connect to the music in some ways um it's Mm. it's definitely its own thing um yeah so it has been inspired by other work but i think we're trying to do it in our way and that it will be different Mm. how do you feel about that oscar yeah yeah no i i um to talk about that completely but like i think also to add, I, I reckon like French fashion films is something we've both been <laughs> yeah. looking at. Yeah. And people True. who understand that reference will understand it. Um, and just European sort of like art films or like, yeah, art pieces in general is like a biggie. I think um, something that's not often seen in New Zealand is like, I think what you were saying, Isaac, about just sort of this like multidisciplinary thing. Um, yeah, of involving like a lot of different practices and art forms in this. Like we've got like prosthetics involved and like there's dance involved and like beautiful like um VFX. And it's also, you know, people that um yeah, it's it's not only, only like a national project, like we're collaborating with people overseas and everything. So yeah, there's lots going on. Yeah, it's and a I think big that's probably thing. where it sets us apart from what we've seen. Is um 
being ambitious. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's like it's yeah, the kind of ambitious. ambition that you would only I think generally see from people with um with a big deal, you know, or with a massive infrastructure. And maybe that's what separates it out at the moment. It's just we're trying to work on the same scale as people like that would, but where mm. we are now. And that's part of why we're seeking funding as well, you know, cuz we don't have those like massive international funders yet um so this is still quite grassroots you know like there's a, a small circle of people that are investing in this project and um hopefully that circle will broaden through the booster campaign and you know we've already been very blessed to have about i think 23 people donate which has been fantastic but yeah i do think that the the scale that we're trying to pull off for our relative uh, position in, our, in terms of industry is is quite unique. It's good that you bring up the boosted funding because that was the next thing I wanted to kind of talk about. And um, I'm going to probably talk to Flynn separately to do a little bit about boosted and the booster campaigns so that people can understand it a bit more nice. in general because I think it's a really good tool. It's amazing. But specifically about... Um, that I need a battle boosted. Yeah. As you say in the description, like you're asking for $10,000 um, to crowdfund $10,000. And as you say, you've already got some investing coming in, but this is to make sure people are paid properly, yeah. that all, all, all the extras can go into it as well, yeah. which I think is really, really important thing to kind of put out front because 100%. the pay thing, especially in your own work or working with friends who often you want to work with, mm-hmm. um, that's where a lot of people justify to themselves losing money or spending money or working for free and all these things. Oh, yeah. Um, What I wanted to ask to each of you, because you're both, in my mind, successful freelancers. Yeah, we are. Work for people and get paid um, for your work. Yeah. Mm. What is some advice to creatives or 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 a strong opinion? It doesn't have to be advice, but it could just be a strong opinion you have about the intersection of freelance work and pay. Yeah. I can't speak to it in film super, super well, but definitely talking with Oscar and just over the years having talked to Oscar as well and just seeing him go through the process of making heaps of videos and, you know, it's real tricky, eh, man? Like, it's hard to, to find enough money to make it happen in accordance with people's visions, even, like, relatively, you know approachable visions because it's expensive it's expensive as hell and people's time is expensive as also um so we're definitely like trying to solve for that with our film by as you say getting some crowdfunding and music because what your question is like essentially the intersection of making money and making art is that kind of i think it's like um Everything can be negotiated, you know, there's no industry standard. And I think kind of that's a good thing. But I do think that you should have individual standards. You should have individual standards that are tied to an ethic, your own moral. And for myself, and I I think also for Oscar, from all the conversations we've had, we, we really do value showing people that we value them, you know, and, and showing that through paying them for their time and not asking them to do extreme amounts of work for less than their worth. Um, 
So I think if you have that kind of ethic, then you just need to be relentless about it and find a way to walk the walk. Because just talking about it is bullshit, you know? Yeah. It's very easy to say that you love the local scene and you want to support it. It's a very different thing to, to really try and put some actual measurements in place or some tools in place to make sure people are supported. Um, and that's the walk that we're trying to walk and part of the reason that we're seeking public funding. Mm. Yeah. Very well put. What about yourself, Oscar? How do you react to that question? Mm. Yeah, I agree. I think um, something that I've always felt is that we are in a position to change things. Like I think yeah. people forget that quite a lot, that it's, it's like not someone else. We are steadily becoming the leaders of our fields yes. like not not like me but just like our generation that's right you know and um we have the ability to set those standards and people complain all the time rightly but because like the pay is shit and the conditions are shit um but it starts with people changing that and enforcing that themselves um so yeah kind of what neil was saying but then i also think maybe another thought that i have this like um don't conflate your dream with other people's dream like i have lost so much money on my own projects like <laughs> and that's not good in itself and yeah that's a whole other thing but that that kind of only impacts me yeah um, but i have tried to see the standard um and i hope people agree with this that other people would never work for free or, you know, lose money in projects or whatever. Um, Cause it's not like their project. It's my project. That's right. <laughs> you know, and this is exactly this, like, yeah, where the booster campaign really comes down to treating people fairly and um, trying to make this project as, as beautiful as possible. And also um, the acknowledgement that like money is a, is a really good thing in terms of like getting people excited and, and and like making a good thing like paying people no fucking surprise like it helps people be incentivized <laughs> that's right that's right yeah. and it make i think it, it's like it's not like we can offer absolutes on this topic because i think anyone who's a freelancer mm. whether they um, consider themselves successful or not but if you're freelancing and that's what you do you probably had a period of time where you got paid less than, if not nothing, you know, and and you just made that decision in your soul at the time and you said, no, I think this is a worthy gamble, a worthy risk. But at a certain point, you stop doing that, you know, and so, and I think once you get to that point, like Oscar, I think you might have used the word like responsibility or implied it, but once you get to that place, you know, yeah, you do kind of become responsible for setting the narrative and for setting the conditions. You know, the word industry standard means nothing, really. It just means whatever you choose it to mean. You have to yeah, set your standard. Exactly. And if, you, if you've if you come up the way that most freelancers have, which is a hard path, usually terrible sleep, terrible pay, you don't really want that for other people, I don't think. You didn't feel good about it at the time. And... Um, uh, you probably don't want to put someone else through that for your again for your dream like Oscar said it's not it's not their dream um, 
and you kind of there's a part of you that knows that maybe someone might go out of their way and and do do that extra mile thing for you for no extra cost and maybe there's a part of your brain which thinks we could make use of that you know and take advantage of that but you're just setting up the worst kind of conditions for your relationship if you do that i reckon you know it basically says yeah. i'm willing to devalue you mm. you know and i just don't it like that messaging say again uh, it also just trickles down you know like yeah you do that to someone and then they do that to someone yeah and yeah. then we wind up here like i I don't know, this is probably like so silly, but I often think about like why we value certain um, careers or certain like jobs more than others. Yeah. And I think like all I can put it down to really is just like <laughs> to use, to, I, don't know, I, don't, I don't know if I have a better word than this, but like hype, like it's yes. all this sort of like hype around it. And we've got to build that hype for the creative industries. We've got to like, build that we are valued and we have value mm. as yeah. much as lawyers or yeah because if we don't say it no one else yeah. is going to say it you know like yeah. there's there's this internal fear that at least I've, I've felt many times which is oh gosh you know i look at my expenses i look at maybe the cost of living and all of that and you go i need to adjust my fees accordingly like everyone else has to do and you're like oh my gosh you know will i still get work if i adjust my my needs and of course you do actually most of the time 99 percent of the time people go oh yeah all good you're putting your fee up well you have i don't know gotten older and better at your job and it is more expensive to live mm. and you know most of the time reasonable people are, are cool with that and so i think the fear that people have about demanding what they're worth um it's a lot of it is based in just kind of internal self-narratives you know and and you got to get through those but also people like oscar and i we can help we can do a little bit to try and you know just make that a norm anyway and people don't have to do that internal work as much and you put, know? yeah put the signals out as well yeah i think yeah. that's a big thing as well just not everyone's as confident as me and able to like lobby for getting what i'm worth you know some people are just like yeah. no i'll do it i'll do it and yeah. it's like those people, those more agreeable people, you know, it's very easy for them to be um, used. So, yeah, that's not. The and part. I'd also just say that I see so many of our peers doing incredible work in this space. Yeah, of trying to lift people up and lift the industry up. And yeah, I really admire that. But unfortunately, it takes the majority. Like yeah. it has to be the majority of our industry yes. for anything to change. So, yeah, more people. Mm. Put your money where your mouth is. Yeah, a little bit of my soul dies every time I see a gig for less than $20. <laughs> How is that even possible? <laughs> I don't know, man. don't know. Lots mm. of funding for certain people to put on free shows, I guess. Um, Indeed. <laughs> uh I've got one last question for each of you. Um, but I, before we do that, again, uh, I'll do a little intro at the start saying this as well. But if you're listening to this, you should pay attention to what both of these guys do and say because they're fascinating and their work is great. And they just do too much work. And so there's <laughs> lots to get through. Um, but you won't need to watch or listen to much of it before deciding that this is actually a 
good horse to back in the artistic race of life um specifically this boosted campaign and yes. literally it's crowdfunding it's not it's not about how much you specifically give it's about getting as many people to give as much or as little as they can and power in numbers that's why it all works so, amen so yeah don't feel like you know I th- I, any amount is a good amount because it helps art happen so that's a really important message well don't don't be discouraged um because you've only got five dollars or whatever just no it all helps even if you don't have any also, money <laughs> no you were gonna say it sorry well yeah we like honestly it's a lot of it is just about putting it in front of eyeballs you know like people don't know what they don't know so even if you don't have any money to give but you do have some friends or some family who like art and are interested in backing it please send it to them because that is just as helpful you know awareness is a massive part of this and it is insane how how little that happens in a thing called like social media like people go like oh that's cool and then they could you know they could like comment dm to a friend or repost in in the space of maybe 20 seconds all of those things but hardly anyone does it hardly anyone does it like i say to people like a lot of the interviews or a nightless shows or all these things that i've i've done literally just because i i'm not afraid to just dm someone after i hear their Mm. song and just be like yo i'm isaac like this is sick and Uh, they especially in new zealand like polly hills talked about this as well like hardly anyone will like privately send a message being like oh i just really liked i just wanted to say i really liked your song like artists don't get that even though we have social media and great artists so that's a really good point like you don't even have to give money you could literally just do the bare basics and they could be so more so much more impactful to get out of our bubbles absolutely you know if we, we're trying to break bubbles here that's right <laughs> um yeah quick question um we'll start with oscar first um oscar what are neil's strengths as a collaborator <laughs> <laughs> um well, I think uh, I can only talk about my collaboration with Neil. And That's like, why I asked you. I, yeah. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to answer as me or as... Yeah. Um, if you could give me... Um, or as yeah. a worm. <laughs> well, I mean, I think Neil is the strongest collaborator I've ever had. Um, I think it helps that our brains are aligned and maybe we draw from different reference points. So I think Neil is a very deep thinker. Um, he's also meticulously organized uh, and all the great things that go along with, with being organized, but creatively, I think, um, yeah, Neil, you've just like completely, um, heightens sort of, yeah, every, everything that we're doing on this project and everything that i think about so yeah it's a pretty special collaboration well that's very sweet oscar thank you brother and uh same question to you but about oscar neil i have so many good things i could say about oscar his strengths oh trying to think of the best ones to throw out there i would say it's hard hard it is a hard question mostly because i mean we're lucky like we just have so much we could say about each other because we're just with mm. such a happy collaboration, which is just joyous. Maybe that's a good starting place. I I just find Oscar a very positive 
person to work with, you know? It's not always guaranteed. Like, you can have collaborators where the, the outcomes are fantastic and even the process is enjoyable enough and everyone's being paid, but you're not necessarily happy. You know, you don't necessarily feel like you're with your best mate. Whereas with working with Oscar, like every phone call, whether or not we were talking about the film, I just get off the phone and I feel like I've had a great conversation with one of my best friends and I'm just super grateful for that. Um, so it's very positive. Yeah, it's very positive, which I think is actually not always as common as people think. There's a lot of angst that comes with making stuff and, and honestly I feel very little of it with Oscar. Um, extremely patient like i'm a hot head hot-headed individual and like not everyone kind of is able to make me feel heard and oscar just i feel very heard by oscar you know like i can go way way out and he's able to like go with me there but also always bring me back to center and keep me grounded and keep me humbled um extremely generous with his time a gentleman, I've always maintained this, like one of the most gentlemanly people in the world, just super respectful, like, and not just towards myself, but towards everyone that he works with. Like, yeah. That's that Tamaru. Yeah, it's that <laughs> deep sense. I'll say one thing you hate about me. No, sir. <laughs> um, but potentially. No, not even. Like, your humility is a beautiful quality as well. I was going to say you're too humble, but even that is, is kind of inaccurate because you do know what you're capable of doing, you know? Like, you are confident. So, it's it's a you've got healthy humility, actually. Um, no, I mean, I just couldn't say... I couldn't say enough good things about Oscar. But I would say the main thing I value about our relationship is just... We can be like open to a degree that I don't think I have with another collaborator, honestly. Like, we don't even need to be talking about film. We can be talking about wider societal issues or our own tiny little personal issues, and I feel just as safe and that it's just as important. And so, yeah, I feel like that comes into the work. I think it's one of the many reasons why this film is going to be unbelievable. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, with the work, this is something that people can expect to see from it. Like, this is really... Like, we haven't left anything on the table in terms of, like, the inner workings of our minds, no. I don't think. No. I think it's, like, very deeply personal, but also why we wanted to make this project is because I think it's it's themes, and I'll leave it pretty open for people to go explore themselves, but themes that people feel universally um, and feelings that I think are really rampant and... Um, in Aotearoa in, in 2023. So, Hard yeah. out. Hard out. We've actually like done that. We've, we're doing the work ourselves, on ourselves, through this. You know? Yeah. Like a big part, one of the themes in this is to do with fear. You know? Just, I'll just, yeah, I'll keep it broad as well. But we are, at times, a little bit afraid, I would say by what we're doing, you know, a little bit. There's a bit of fear from time to time and just continuing to show up every day and continuing to just like put one foot in front of the other is, you know, is an act towards getting better at dealing with that. So we are genuinely trying to walk the walk and talk the talk that mm. this film is, is getting at. And I think people are going to feel that. I think you can tell. It matters how you get somewhere. Yeah. Totally. 
Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited Same. to make this. Yeah. I knew how this was going to go that I could just like start a thing and then you two would just talk amongst yourselves for the whole time and I just get to sit here and relax <laughs> and look like I'm actually doing something. Yeah. Well, it's a pleasure. It's a, always a pleasure talking to both of you. I'm so excited that you're taking, continuing to take your artistic lives seriously and um, putting yourselves out there for people to support you because, um, you know, the avenues for support in not just New Zealand but but the world um, can be difficult to access or come with um, come come with terms and conditions sometimes that can dilute artistic uh, expressions. Let's say, and um, I just think it's really really cool that you guys are putting yourselves out there for people to actually support you and back something properly for all the good reasons. So congratulations thank you brother I'm very thank excited. you very much for taking the time to talk to us and for letting us ramble our way through that no i love <laughs> it I'm, I'm excited i'm already excited to talk to both of you next year when it's when it's done when it's all done and happening like Hard out. i'm excited for it so yeah well yeah, beautiful I'm time. excited to know what you think of the project. That's yeah, one hard thing out. I'm, I'm excited for that too. Well, you, you know me, I'll have opinions, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I've no doubt. <laughs> All right, well, um, thank you for both for being on the podcast. And uh, yeah, go go support um, I Need a Battle on Boosted. Go give, go give them some money. Go share it to some friends. Send it to your grandma. Send some emails. Be a real, <laughs> be a real like extra for experts. Just send an email with a link. That would be great. Absolutely. Put posters up. Put Hard posters out. up. Print your own. Send a pigeon. <laughs> Look, and just let us know what you're doing. And street team unite. You know, Avenger, Avengers assemble. Amen. All right. All right. If we get the money in the 24 hours after this comes out, I will get a tattoo of the QR code to your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you same. go. Same on it. Same. Well, honestly, I'll, I'll do that as I'll well. I'll be sending all the emails then. Yeah. If you want to see Oscar Keys and Neil McLeod tatted up, foreheads, right? Donate. QR codes on the forehead. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. I think it tramps down. Well, that's how people are going to see them. <laughs> <laughs> no, the tattoo will just be like a love heart with your initials, and then we'll put Ezra's initials in there, but then we'll cross them out and put my initials, <laughs> and that'll be the tattoo. <laughs> in the so we're starting a beef. Yeah. Hey, thanks, Isaac. That's all right. All, all right. right. Big love. Beef. We'll catch up soon, Oscar.